Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast brothers and sisters. And you said hill weird. Hill. You were like heel. Heel. Tree heel. That's how people in tree heel would say it. Tree. How about tree heel podcast? Oh because all we ever see is fucking heels on this show. There's not much for baby faces, mainly just heels. True fucking dat, brother. You're so weird. Episode 33, season 2, episode 11 for the Tree Hill side. The Heart Foundation brings you back the greatest stable of all time in wrestling history. No. Then who is? Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's not a stable. He's a single wrestler. A stable is a group of guys. The Nation of Domination. The Heart Foundation. None of them were. The NWO. You know, I don't that's, know who that's they are. a stable. But no. NWO is Hall, Nash, and Hogan. Okay. Yeah. All I know Nash from is Magic Mike. You know Hulk Hogan. You dressed up as him I know. For Halloween. I was getting there. <laughs> <laughs> and Scott Hall's Razor Ramon, one of my all time favorite fucking wrestlers, too. Yeah, well, we saw the, you know, fake Razor, so. Yeah, so the real Razor is amazing. That's why fake Razor sucks so much it's... because. You know, he's not the real guy, and he couldn't pull it off. He was terrible. But the real Razor Ramon's amazing. Scott fucking Hall, rest in peace. Episode 33. Wow. (laughs) The Heart, not Foundation, brings you back with an E in the heart. Mm -hmm. At Podcast, as always. On the social medias, Instagram and TikTok. And you can also check us out on all streaming services, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) One day. (laughs) And iHeartRadio. And a whole host of others, but no one cares about those. We only care about the important ones. The most important are probably Spotify and and Apple. Apple. Google Podcasts, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I'd say so. My goodness. I was so fucking excited to watch this episode because. Okay, wait. You forgot something. What? Introducing us, you noob. Ah, that sucks. Yes, I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron. The Ukrainian sensation. And we are the two people, the only two people in this entire fucking planet, galaxy, and stratosphere that amalgamate One Tree Hill and the wonderful world of wrestling. I dare you to find another fucking podcast that amalgamates the two. I I think we dare people to do this every time. Dare ya. Fucking dare ya. Come up with an idea this unique. There's people who have One Tree Hill podcasts, not good ones. And there are also many thousands, close to millions of have that have wrestling podcasts. Mm. But no two people have ever been smart enough 
to amalgamate the two together. And whenever I tell people about the podcast, uh, they always say, how the fuck does these two things come together? How are these two things similar? And I'm like, oh, contraire, mon frere. You would be so fucking surprised at how similar these two shows really are. You've seen the amalgamation over the last 32 episodes. Mm -hmm. You see it. Yeah. Look, think of all the similarities. Think of all the similarities between the two. Mm -hmm. There's a whole host of them. And we would need another hour on the podcast to go all the similarities. We don't have time for that shit, dude. We have time to talk about episode 33, The Heart Brings You Back. What the fuck is going on with this fucking intro, dude? So they just did an instrumental intro, like the song, over the recap. Yeah, no fucking vocals. Where the fuck is Gavin fucking DeGraw here? I don't know. Instrumental shit? Taking a break. (laughs) Yeah, but his band wasn't? I don't know. What the fuck, dude? So they do the recap, which has the instrumental, I don't want to be theme song with no vocals and then we get into the beginning of the intro it's a short intro with no vocals just a quick little i'm stupid lucas in my gray fucking sweater bouncing the ball on a bridge and fucking i need the basketball like bouncing sound effect for that but yeah what the fuck are they doing here i know it's like the first episode after the mid-season finale it's like the 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 what the fuck would you even call it? The the second part of season two premiere? <laughs> mid-season premiere? Yeah, but it was just the mid-season finale. I don't fucking know, bro. Right? I don't... Oof. I don't do fucking know. But either way, this I mean, intro's bullshit. I guess they were trying to really play on the recap itself and bring a lot of attention to that question is this is what i have is the recap something that they actually originally did on the episodes or did they just add that for like amazon prime or the dvds well i don't know i didn't watch it when it was coming out because i had never watched the show and until after when they were on, on DVD. DVD. Did it have it on the DVDs? Yeah. Okay. Then it probably had it on the original run of the probably. show. I would, assume. I would assume so. But yeah, this new intro is bullshit. And I hope it's not like this going forward. Because you better give me my Gavin effing DeGraw here. Because I'm not cool with that shit. <laughs> so now, oh my gosh. At the end of the last episode. Yeah. Haley ended up at the bus station with Chris and he was had the ticket for them to leave yep so we get the scene where Haley is on the bus she's leaving she doesn't even she's saying she doesn't even have a toothbrush and he's like I think they can get you one I we think can get you one toothbrushes in New York pretty sure so <laughs> It's all like this weird situation. He's like, good job, married girl and whatever. And then it does this weird little psych. Yeah, like they're on the actual bus together. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? She actually got on the bus. But still, I was just like, is this a dream or some shit? I highly doubt this is happening. It was just sure enough. It's a, a psych fucking fake dream sequence bullshit. Turns and, out yeah. they're just at the bus stop and, and she comes like, to her no. fucking senses and realizes that nathan's the goat and she has to stay with him yeah she makes the right decision but 
but this kiss that they mm-hmm. have again for the second time mm. don't like it and maybe that could bite her in the ass yeah, later maybe. maybe Karen is fucking pissed at Deb yeah she tells Deb straight to fuck off like yeah. in no no I way can't. shape or form I won't accept lying from a business partner or a friend. Yeah, right? It's not the fact that she actually did it with Keith. It was the fact that she lied about it. Yeah. Yeah. And Karen's not about that shit. And I don't blame her one bit. Deb's a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. This whole time, it's starting to rain. There's a storm a-brewing. So, like, only the second or third time it's rained in Tree Hill since oh the God. show started. It's true. The, it had the one where Nathan was in the rain, like, telling Haley that he wants to be with her and he loves her and shit. Mm-hmm. That was raining. Can you think of another time when it rained besides these two instances? I yeah. Don't recall. There you go. <laughs> so, in two years in Tree Hill, it rained twice. <laughs> I don't want that climate. Oh, my God. So it's raining when Haley's on this bus and then after the fact, like when they psych us out, it's raining or starts raining. Um, When Karen is mad at Deb and telling her off, it starts pouring. Um, And then we get an introduction to uh, James' sibling. Oh boy, we got... Taylor James TJ here. Mm-hmm. She just shows up at Nathan and Haley's door randomly. But Haley's not home, obviously, because she's at the bus station. Yep, and she's all wet at the door, soaked. And uh, Nathan answers the door, and he's like, "Whoa, what's up with this? Like, what's going on?" Yeah. And she turns around, and she, did you notice scorpion she's, tattoo, like a got, scorpion tramp stamp? Yeah. Yeah. But then she says. You want to grab that, and he's staring at the tattoo, and yeah. she, he thinks she means her ass. I mean, honestly, I would too. She's pretty hot. Honestly, I think she might even be a little bit hotter than Haley, bro. Taylor, dude, she's like low. She's like trampy hot, you know? Yeah, but trampy hot. Trampy hot. She's got a tramp stamp of a fucking scorpion, you yeah, know? Well, there's like Haley has a tramp stamp of the number twenty three. That's so. true. But there's like classic hot, which is like Haley, mm-hmm. you know. But you get like trampy hot, right? And that's Taylor, dude. Mm. So Nathan's just like, I don't know what to do with the situation. But he learns that that's his sister-in-law. Oh, but it's funny because yes. she's like, "Oh, I'm Haley's sister," and he's like. Viv- or what was the first name? Vivian. Vivian. Yeah. He's like Vivian, Vivian? and she's like, Ugh. and then he's like Quinn. Yeah. And she's like, how many fucking siblings does Haley have? She's got a lot. She's yeah. got like a handful of brothers. It's like a heart foundation thing, oh where God. like you know, there's twelve kids. That Not ha- twelve. That Helen Hart had to push out of her fucking vajayjay. Yeah. Um, no, it's, uh, she's got a bunch of brothers. Vivian's the oldest sibling, apparently. Um, we never get to meet her. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. She's got a lot of, a lot of family. Yeah. And we're introduced to, and well, we've seen her parents, but now we're getting a sister. We're getting the siblings. Yeah. Jake. He's there, and he's only there for two days. 
Peyton was, woke up. She was asleep. And it's like she thought she was dreaming that he was even there. Yeah. And she's like, where's Jenny? And he's like, oh, I left Jenny in Savannah. Left her all on her lonesome. With his cousins, <laughs> whatever. To, to raise herself. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's just out here because Lucas had apparently been calling him all panicked because... Lucas was seeing Peyton at this really dark moment in her life. Yeah. And she wasn't confiding in him at all. She didn't want to talk to him. So he knew Jake would be the person to get through to that. But obviously with the history with Nikki here, double J, <laughs> J-A, double K-E, that's double J, Jake Jagelski. Ain't he great? Got to get in that every episode. With Nikki on the horizon, he's got a stick to a little profile while he's in tree hill because you never know what corner she might be around although peyton's like well i mean we told her that you were in seattle so she might still be there looking for you she could be watching a basketball game at the climate pledge arena right now who knows oh my god she could be at the space needle (laughs) Haley comes home and taylor is like runs up and is hugging her and Haley and Nathan are kind of like talking. He's like, where the hell have you been? And she's soaking wet. And uh, she's like, I just needed to clear my head. And then Taylor runs in and she's like, what the fuck is my sister doing here? Can I ask you a question? What? How long does Taylor stick around in the show? I'm not telling you. But I just want an approximation. Is it like a few episodes? Is it a few seasons? Is it going forward? Or is it just a little bit? I mean... Just an approximation, so I have an idea, because I have something cooked up for this. Okay, so she's around for a bit this season. Okay. And then she's around for a bit in season seven. Seven? So she's not in for a while, then she comes back again? Mm-hmm. So, like, not a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Either way, got a little something cooked up for this oh, shit. No. Oh, no. Why? Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. Amalgamate, brother. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. So every time Hurricane Taylor comes on the fucking screen, stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Oh, oh yeah. Hurricane Helms. Oh, Lord. That's right. Yeah. At school, Anna apologizes to Lucas. Lucas wants to chat with her and, like, just see how she's doing after him dumping her. And guess what? Anybody who's watching doesn't care how Anna's doing. Oh, Uh, my God. How long will Felix and Brooke last is the question. Well, I'm not telling you. It's not going to be long, believe me. It's not going to be fucking long, dude. I don't know. It's not going to be long. But Felix, you can tell, he's really trying to buy her affection with gifts. Yeah, and she doesn't want that shit. No, she's like, I've lost all my money, and like my family did, and just because my family doesn't have much and I don't have much doesn't mean you need to buy me things. Exactly. She's trying to kind of look at the bright side and it kind of rubs it in her face that he's the rich guy next door now and she's 
the poor girl next door. She's broke ass Brooke. She's the bab. <sighs> but yeah. We also get Karen. She calls Andy. Yeah. But Andy does not answer. He's in the shower, apparently. Some this mysterious woman. woman in a luchador mask. So you oh can't see her identity. Answers the phone and says that Andy is in the shower. Now, she knows he took a trip up to New York. And apparently, so she thought it was her own phone that was ringing because he got the matching phones. Right. So that's interesting. And Karen's like, what the fuck? It's going through her head like if this was his mom, yeah, she'd have an accent. Right. Yeah. So it's definitely so not the mom. who's this woman? Could it be the sister? Maybe a cousin? Maybe a girl he's seeing in New York? I mean, he's worth $50 million. He's probably got, uh, you know. Got some hoes. He's got a, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got hoes all over different area codes, <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Yeah. And yeah, Karen's just like, what the Karen's fuck? Karen's not happy for obvious not reasons. Yes. Jules got a job working at Trick. Maybe she'll bring the K in. She'll petition <laughs> and get a K into Trick and they can oh spell it right for God. once. <laughs> so she's working and she's trying to make all these drinks. Learn how to make Learn drinks how to make and them. stuff. Yeah. And Lucas is there. Yeah. And he's cross-examining her about Keith and her phone goes off while he's there and he sees on the caller ID who's calling mm-hmm. MFM here and Dan fucking Scott is mm-hmm. calling MFM here. Tosses her the phone. Yeah, and he saw and it. she answers it. And she looks and she's like, hmm. And he's now like, why would Dan be calling Jules? Yeah. She's Do they even Keith. know each yeah, other? exactly, right? This is weird. Very interesting turn of events. Now we find out that Haley, the Haley and Chris kiss. Yes. Jake was a witness. There wasn't no one watching that kiss. Jake, who just happened to be getting off the same bus at the same time because there's only 47 people in Tree Hill and there's only two br- one bus that runs each day from Tree Hill to Savannah, Georgia, apparently. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is all just very fucking convenient. Hollywood, brother. Yeah, he happens to... Uh... She's talking about, Peyton's talking about what's all happened since Jake has left. Hey. Talks about. Haley and Nathan got married. Yeah. And he's like, really? Well, I saw her with another guy. Yeah. Mm. What's that about? What is that about? Lucas is, goes down to the river court and Nathan's there playing with a basketball. And he tries to get in and like, hey, pass to me. And Nathan's like, no, no, no. I'm not fucking around with Nana. that. No, And <laughs> Lucas, is trying to grab, Lucas is trying to grab the ball from him. And he's like really playing keep away. And instead of, you know, just throwing it off the river court, like to the grass or something, he throws it into the dude, river. He fucking launches that piss missile right into the fucking river, dude. He goes full on fucking Giancarlo Stanton and 
just tosses that shit into the water so he can't even get to the ball and so fuck what the fuck are you doing (laughs) we're not at that part yet we're close we're close but it's like next yeah (laughs) hold your horses dude (laughs) you don't gotta record me every second every day (laughs) let me get through this shit first okay dude but the point that i wanted to make here first is that he asked them, oh, maybe we can play PlayStation fucking basketball instead. Would that be okay? But Haley's home. Yeah, exactly. And Taylor's there. Yes. And now you can record my reaction, dude. <laughs> so here we are. And we find out between Nathan and Lucas that Nathan remembers Taylor from somewhere. Where does he remember her from? Oh, there was a... There's a when when Nathan got to varsity back in the day, they had this huge party at his dad's beach house and everybody was drinking a lot. And Nathan ended up sleeping with this girl who had a scorpion tramp stamp, meaning he fucking slept with fucking Taylor James. That's right. The fucking woman he married, Haley James, her sister. Here's is, the better thing. He fucking lost his V card to her and yep. not. Oh my God, dude. The amount of incestuous fucking shit that goes on in Tree Hill. Un fucking believable, dude. I lost my fucking mind. It's like. <laughs> may as well get the sister too while we're at it right brothers oh my god do you think oh i accidentally hit stop (laughs) but lord dude yeah yeah so you know who's this other fucking sister that's coming in later in the show he's gonna tag her (laughs) (laughs) nah you know i would i would sleep with uh Haley's mom but you wouldn't I showed you a picture of the other sister. You wouldn't hit up her? Yeah, if I was drunk enough, maybe. Bro. If I was drunk enough, maybe. You should see, like, once she gets to the show, you'll you'll see. You'll be like, ah, I get you what you mean. Whatever. Don't care. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so, Taylor is at home well not at home she's at nathan and Haley's place i can almost guarantee that Haley eventually finds out that he lost his v-card to taylor (laughs) and that's gonna be a great scene i could see it right now just wait (laughs) so taylor has had a shower and she's now oiling up her legs and she's offered nathan a beer and he's so nervous around her yes and He's so nervous that he drops his fucking drops, beer. He, he downs the first <laughs> beer. Like, Can I have another one? <laughs> he downs the first beer so fast just because of how uncomfortable he is in this situation. And he's like, "Is it okay if I have another?" And she's like, "No, I insist." Yeah. And he's uh, like trying to open it, and she's like, "Clang." <laughs> she says something, yeah. and he ends up dropping it while he's trying to open it. I mean, I'm probably do the same thing, so. Oh, and then she's like talking about how she runs every day and she goes crazy if she hasn't run every day. So now they want to go for a run. They're going to go together. run together. And, you know, Nathan's a fucking varsity athlete. So it's going to be hard for her to keep up with him. But you never know if she runs every day. She's probably quite the athlete as well. Yeah. Anna goes to Peyton's Fuck place. off, Anna. Just chill the fuck out for a sec. <laughs> Anna goes to Peyton's place 
And Jake isn't there because he had to go and spend time with his parents. Um, but Anna confesses to Peyton that she's a lesbian. That she's got these feelings for girls. These rumors are true. <sighs> and she's a lesbian. And then she starts putting the moves on P. Sawyer. Yeah. Peyton like hugs her and says, you know, it's okay. Like to be who you are. It's totally fine. And then she kisses Peyton. And Peyton's like, yo, I mean, if you swing that way, that's fine. But I don't. So do you think that she's the one who spray painted Dyke on Peyton's locker? Because I do. Mm. Mm-hmm. And this is another reason why I hate Anna. We're just going to skip past all the rest of her scenes. Oh, Nate God. <laughs> is having too much fun with Taylor running. They're doing the Rocky Apollo Creed fucking uh, Rocky 3, I think. I think it's Rocky 3, uh, where uh, Apollo Creed and Rocky are running on the sand together, training for Clover Lang. They're, they're just slow motion running. It's a great scene. You got to love it. So I guess... I guess Rocky would be Nathan, but that doesn't really make Apollo Creed. You're weird. Okay. Watch the Rocky series, you mark. No. Um, (laughs) They're having fun. They go for the run. Nathan wins. But then she says that there's a bathing ritual. Yeah. When a couple gets married, a family bathing ritual. And so they run and jump into the ocean. (laughs) But Nate's like, that's really weird a small tub to have an entire family <laughs> and she's like no it's in the ocean you idiot yeah so they go and run into the ocean turns out she was talking about a bar yeah like the thing she named after was a bar and yeah. it wasn't real yeah but <laughs> they seem to be getting a little close here and honestly if i was nathan i would too uh, yeah i don't know uh, taylor's taylor's a hot mess Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh she definitely is but i can see for a guy like nathan that is a bit alluring because Haley's not a hot mess at all she's pretty put together for the mm-hmm. most part very responsible and mature for her age but taylor especially since she's the youngest sister exactly but taylor yeah she's hot she's a mess but some guys just like that shit because they're probably great in bed oh my god felix sucks ass yeah, just as much as his dumbass sister. But uh, you know why he sucks ass? Do you know why? No. Well, yeah. Well, I know why. You know what the biggest reason why Felix sucks ass? Why? Because he parks his fucking car in the grass of the fucking river court, the piece of shit. Wow. Does not even think or respect the feelings of one groundskeeper fucking Willie. Just another in the long line of fucking assholes who have no regard. And we haven't had for this one of lawn these, whatsoever. Like, we haven't had someone parking on the grass for quite a while. <laughs> it happened bit so much here. at the beginning of the show, and then it just didn't kind of happen for a while. And now we're here to come back. See, the grass actually started growing again because people were driving all over <laughs> it. And groundskeeper Willie was having a great time. He was becoming the greatest groundskeeper. He was keeping a nice lawn. And then this fucking piece of dog shit has to drive right up on it and not only does he drive right up on it he has a damn one-on-one one father of fetish match with lucas scott damn it so basically felix is pissed at lucas for dumping anna 
And I mean, Lucas, knowing how Anna feels about, you know, everything, it's kind of, it's for the best. And she kind of admits that. So he starts fighting with Lucas. Yep. And knocks him, like literally punches him so hard that he hits his head on the picnic bench. At first, he had the first shot in and Lucas actually knocked down Felix. Yeah. The straight right hand to Felix. And he goes down and Lucas is like, yeah, you're not even worth it. And he comes back up, sucker punches him. And yeah, he does the old fucking curb stomp to the fucking picnic table fucking seat. And he goes head first. Mm -hmm. Pretty brutal look. Thought Seth Rollins is going to come out of nowhere and curb stomp his ass. Well, and then Felix starts kicking Lucas in the stomach after yeah, that, too. Exactly. He's beating up a fucking heart condition patient. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't know that. Taylor. Oh, she And re- hang on. Hang on. Taylor and Nathan go to Dan's beach house. Yeah. They get some towels. They turn on the fireplace. It's all very romantic. And, uh,. Taylor admits that she remembers the hookup. She's like, she I knows remember where the to- the towels are because she's been there before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she remembers. Pepperidge Farm remembers. The Hurricane fucking Taylor. Hurricane Taylor remembers this beach house, and she remembers hooking up with Nathan. She's got to keep it in the family. Oh my god! She also admits that the reason she's there is she got kicked out of school. So she has a secret. Cheating on an exam. And uh, (laughs) and, hooking up with her professor while he was married. Yeah, so cheating on an exam and on a wife. Home wrecking is what she does for breakfast. So (laughs) What she does for breakfast. Yeah, home wrecking. It's a part of her daily balanced breakfast. But yeah, she cheats on exams. She cheats on wives. But she has that secret that she does not want anyone to know, especially Haley. So her and Nathan have the understanding that I won't tell if you won't tell. I also know Undertaker's secret, but I'm not going to tell you that either. That's rude. Okay. (laughs) We're talking about One Tree Hill right now, bro. (laughs) Secrets everywhere. Undertaker has a secret. Nathan has a secret. Taylor has a secret. Haley has a secret. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Secrets abound. Where's Paul Bear in the middle of this and holding it over everyone's head and blackmailing them? I don't know. Right? I'm glad he's not here. I wish he was. That would no! make the show even that much better. You should imagine Haley and Taylor, they're in the beach house and they're like, oh, well. I know we slept together, but we don't really have to you talk about Nathan it. You mean Nathan and Taylor? You said Haley and Taylor. Haley and Taylor. That'd be even better, dude. <laughs> but also incestuous. But yes, Nathan and Taylor. But then all of a sudden, as they're talking about these secrets, all you hear is, oh, yes, Nathan. You don't want anyone to know the secret. I know the secret. And I don't want to hold it over your head, Nathan Scott. Oh, yes. That'd be great. And he'd have the lockbox where he kept the secret, where a lawyer could access it. Pretty good shit. That's weird. <laughs> Anyways, Peyton and Jake are spending a lot of uh, time together. Yes, they are. Don't you think something might happen there? You know, as far as I 
feel? Is it Peyton? Almost feels like it's a strictly platonic thing. Hmm. I don't know. It, it feels like there could be something more there, but I feel both sides want it to be platonic. I don't know what it is. Maybe because uh, Double J knows that Peyton would be a terrible stepmother. Oh my to god! Jenny. And don't even go there. You know she's would be a fucking terrible stepmother. She watched her for an hour and she got fucking kidnapped, okay? So what would she do if she was her fucking stepmom? She'd be dead in a week. Wow. Okay. You know that's fucking true. Here's my keys. You hungry? Here's my keys. You need a bottle? Here's my keys. (laughs) And then she's gone. Stolen by her mother. It's true, dude. The proof is in the pudding. You're crazy. Maybe a little crazy, but I am correct. Crazy, and she's a cokehead too. Fuck, no cokehead's gonna watch this kid. She's gonna be too <laughs> she's busy. She's done it once. She's gonna be too busy doing lines with Rick at Trick sucking his dick. Oh my god, yeah, dude. Karen dumps Andy. Oh boy, drops him like a fucking bad habit. Oh, she's so upset, and she brings up. Your mother would have an accent. Yeah. And you don't have, you never, you don't have siblings or you only have a brother or whatever. You don't have a yeah. sister. And he literally tries to explain what's going on and she cuts him off. She's like, you're fucking dead to me, asshole. I think at this point, she's just so sick of everyone lying to her that she's just like, fuck you. Yeah. But at least give him the chance to explain himself. Rather than having to have him explain it. In class. In class. In front of everyone. Yeah. Yes. Poor guy. Yeah. We'll get to that after. Honestly, I never really liked this guy at the beginning, but he keeps showing that he's a decent guy. Oh, just you wait. And now I'm starting to build up the respect and like for this guy. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Taylor is not to be trusted. Says Haley. Yeah. (laughs) Hurricane Taylor. She is not to be trusted. She's trouble. There's a reason she doesn't really like her sister. Yes. And, you know, Nathan's just like, well. Whatever. She's hot. I banged her. She's family. We've got to kind of like. Yep. We got to help her out. Yeah. Peyton confesses to Jake that she's, that a, she's done coke. She's a cokehead. Oh, my God. Double J ain't having none of that. What the fuck you doing with your life? He, well, he's like, I mean, you're so much better than that. Exactly. Why are you using a crutch like that? And mm-hmm. she's like, I was weak. Yep. Well, this is what I do when I'm weak. And then he shows her. He printed the first email she sent him. Oh, sweet. And that's what gets him through. Wow. That's adorable. How do you not think that there's something else going on here? I ship it. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm still on the fence. I mean, that's sweet and all, but I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I I like it. (sighs) So Jules now talks to Lucas because Lucas approaches Jules and says like, look, you I know paid going cash, on. yeah. so you wouldn't have had Dan call you about credit references. What's actually going on? She explains her story. Yeah, that she explains everything. She had needed to pay some medical bills, and she put out an ad, 
and Dan responded and it's like, I'll pay all your fucking family's medical bills. If you do this thing for me, you mm-hmm. come in, <laughs> you go buy this car from Keith, you make him fall in love with you. You make him stay. I'll promote him. And then I'll end his fucking life. Yep. Yeah. But the thing oh. is, is Jules is actually falling in love That's with Keith. She actually likes Keith. The thing that she did not think that would happen through all of this is she, she actually fell in love with Keith. Mm-hmm. But now the only person that knows about this arrangement is Lucas. is Lucas. So now he's got to try and kind of keep it quiet. So he goes to see Keith to talk to him about it. But MFM's there. She's literally there. Yeah. Sitting on the couch, looking at him like, please don't, please don't, please don't. Yeah, it's crazy. (sighs) Jake looks at Peyton and says, you know what? I'm tired of running. Yeah. Let's bring Jenny home. So they're going on a road trip. Yep. They're going to go pick up the girl. They're going to bring her back. And hopefully crazy ass Nikki isn't anywhere around. Yeah. She's out in Seattle at fucking Pike Place getting some fish or some shit and some Starbucks (laughs) coffee. <laughs> she ain't finding Jake anytime soon unless she goes back to Tree Hill. But the thing is, that's on the other ass end side of the country. That Starbucks, by the way. Yeah. Remember when we... Oh, I remember. I still fucking despise Starbucks when you did that. Because I was waiting in line for like, for like 45 hour. minutes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Just to go Just to the first to say ever you Starbucks. Just be at the first ever Starbucks and get something there. It was worth it. For you, you weren't coffee oh, drinking not at that point. Into it, I was not stoked. That but was our one-year anniversary because uh, we went to Seattle. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. And look at me now, full-fledged coffee drinker, especially Starbucks. <sighs> I changed you. You did for the better. They say you can't change a man, but look at you. Oh, you can. I changed a man. But I can change a woman, too, because I can turn her into a wrestling fan, brother. Oh, lordy. Fuck yeah. Yeah, but I can turn you into a One Tree Hill fan, so. Well, I'm slowly realizing how awesome that is, too. Yeah. Nathan, so Haley's trying to pack up Taylor. Taylor's passed out on the couch. and leaving. Haley's like, no, you're getting out of here. I need to fix my marriage with Nathan and you're not helping. And he comes up and he's like, she has to stay. She's family. She's family. So that was part of the arrangement is like she needed to stay longer. And if. Until she figured her shit out. Yeah. At least until she figured it out. And so he's like, no, she has to stay. Yeah. Andy at class tells the story of Miriam. The woman that he almost killed in a car accident. He was making so much money and he just didn't give a shit. He could have been making a bunch more that day. And it sounds like it wasn't... It sounds like he hit a pedestrian. And so every ever since then, he's been trying to make go... like make it right by her and go visit her and spend time with her and her son and make sure she's okay. The point you're missing is that Andy who now lives in tree Hill was in a car accident. Oh my God. (laughs) And almost killed this woman. (laughs) It just keeps going, dude. (laughs) Holy fuck. Car accident, brother. So he had been trying to start class before this, but he it was just on his mind and Karen's there and he's like, I really just need to 
get this off my chest. And he does. And he actually, you know, he he kind of made everyone understand where he was coming from, mm-hmm. especially Karen. Yeah. Cause, and he even ends the story with, if you'll still have me. Yes. Kind of a Talking hint. to the class, but mainly talking to Karen. Yeah. Yes. And then Karen even goes to Deb after that and straight up, she's like, you know what? Just don't lie to me ever again. You don't, We don't have to, you know, dissolve our partnership here. Just fucking keep me in the loop. Don't lie to me anymore. She also goes to Andy and with a peace offering of sandwiches. Yeah. And I'd be okay with that peace offering. You know, she forgives him. Yeah. As she should because he didn't do anything fucking wrong at all. And then we get another rumors drop. Yeah, fuck her. And fuck your montage, too. The last montage, the last episode, that was the best montage. That's the goaded montage. But <laughs> this montage... You were like, the first 38 minutes in the last episode sucked. The last five minutes was great. <laughs> this time, it was the opposite. It's exactly what it is, is that the last episode cut out the first 38 minutes. Nobody needs that hot garbage. <laughs> but the last five minutes, goaded. One of the greatest five minutes in Tree Hill history. But this one, exact opposite. Fucking first 38 minutes, pretty good. Last five minutes, fuck your montage. Dollar sign, 3.69 for the episode. That is the amalgamated score. Oh. Yes. Amalgamated score. You didn't do that with the last one, though. Because uh, I couldn't give that... Uh, a full rating alone. I had to sh- basically let people know how terrible the first 38 minutes were and how great the last five minutes were. They needed two completely separate ratings. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. Very important. Interesting. Yeah. Although you've been seeing how bad season two could be and there is some bad for sure, but honestly it's not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. Like there's definitely a lot of parts where I'm just like, oh, this drags and Felix and Anna really bring down the season a lot. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I came into it with low expectations and it's actually not that bad. It's okay. That's, that's the thing though is I'm basing like when I say that I don't like season two that much. Comparison to other seasons. I'm comparing it to the other seasons that are like later seasons. And then I'm thinking about the characters that were introduced that are just like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Yeah. See, I don't have the comparison. And you're not quite further. You're not quite far enough into the season yet to really know what I'm talking about. Sure. Fair enough. Although we are getting there. I mean, we're what? That was just episode 11 of the season. So we'll only have another you know, 11, 12 episodes left, right? So we're basically at the halfway point. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's definitely not as good as season one, but uh, standalone, it's not that bad. But I don't have three and four later to compare it to yet. Mm-hmm. We'll get there, dude. Well, what's even more important is no. the May 26, 1997. It's not more important. It's quite obviously more important. You know how many fucking people watch this episode of Monday Night Raw, dude? How many people watched this episode of Tree Hill back in the day? You look up at the fucking ratings and see how many people watched it on the fucking CW. Do you want me to look it up? The WB. The WB. What do they watch? Ugh. Episode 11, season two, One Tree Hill. How much fucking viewers did they have, if you can even find it? 
So in the three to four million range per beers, approximately on average per season, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. It's not bad. Uh, attitude error numbers are probably way more than that. We're looking at four, five, up to eight, sometimes 10 million viewers for Monday Night Raw back then. Because honestly, in 1998 especially, wrestling was the biggest thing. Everyone fucking watched it back then. Not me. Yeah, because you didn't have cable like a fucking weirdo until you were 12. <laughs> but I had cable and I watched Monday Night Raw on May 26, 1997 from Evansville, Indiana. Just down the street from Pawnee, Indiana and Eagleton as well, dude. Wow. Yeah, dude. <laughs> also another amazing show, Parks and Recreation. If you ever seen that one, brothers and sisters, make sure you hit it up real quick because that is a goaded Michael Schur mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. We're kicking off with Stoke Cold Steve Austin. Mm. Austin, Austin, Austin is here and he's with Oh, no. It's time for the HBK cream team. We have Vince McMahon on commentary, and he is in full cream team mode for Shawn Michaels here because as he walks down the ramp in his Homer Simpson shirt, funny enough, Bret Hart wore a Bret Hart, uh, Bret Hart wore a Bart Simpson <laughs> shirt last week. Easy for me to say. And then Shawn Michaels wore a Homer Simpson shirt this week. But Vince McMahon with the fucking throat burner the most flamboyant the most charismatic the showstopper the main event Mr. Wrestlemania the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels how does he even have a voice I don't know man it's just absolute (laughs) fucking crushers every week when Shawn comes down to the ring but the question here for this tag team. And if you were to come up with a name for this tag team, Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels, what would it be? Oh, Got to think about that one. I expect something good by the end of the episode. I, <laughs> I'm i not that creative, bro. We'll think of something. Uh, obviously, the main issue here is how is Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels going to coexist together long enough that they can actually be Owen and Bulldog, the longtime tag team champs for those titles. Austin takes the mic and talks about how he how he's the captain of the team. <laughs> Shawn Michaels is like, who made you the captain? I'm the damn captain. <laughs> <laughs> so he just takes the captaincy. And you feel like uh, these guys are bickering a little bit. Maybe like they're brothers. Maybe like they're uh, Keith and Dan or Lucas and Nathan Scott. You thinking Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold are uh, bickering like brothers? What are you hinting at? Amalgamation, dude. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are Shawn you Michaels, saying? Are you saying that they're brothers in I'm real life? That <laughs> the amazing reveal is they're actually brothers in real life. That would dude. be fucking weird. That would be really fucking weird. <laughs> I could not see They're that. both from Texas. One's from Edna, Texas. One's from uh, San Antonio, Texas. They're from the same state. Now, it's the biggest state in America. But <laughs> they're from the same state. Yeah. They're fairly close to the same age. Interesting. Yeah, they're not related, dude. <laughs> but I wasn't buying it. 
But the Spiky Dino Bros come out mm. during this promo, and they have the next challenge. They're next up. So they're saying if Sean and Steve can win this tag team match and win those titles. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. And how great of a match would that be? Stone Cold and HBK against LOD? Fuck. Woo! Woo! And we'll get that match next week if HBK and Austin can get it done and i promise you i will come up with this tag team name by the end of this episode yeah you got i'm not my creativity mode is busted for the night gotta chat gpt this shit brother all right chat gpt what do you got from me stone cold steve austin yeah and that rhyme brother sean michaels stone cold steve austin were two of the biggest stars in wwe history but they only teamed up for a brief period in 1997 they won the world tag team titles from british bulldog and owen hart on may 26 1997 but they never had an official tag team name however some fans have suggested possible names for their tag team such as the heartbreak rattlesnakes the show what did you just draw my glasses the show stoppers the texas tornadoes oh, the sweet chin music express and the hbk austin connection which one do you like out of those five i like the heartbreak rattlesnakes yeah, that, that one's, one's a good. good one uh texas tornadoes aren't bad because there was a wrestler named the texas tornado and both these guys are from texas and they kind of fight like tornadoes so that kind of makes sense hmm. the show stoppers that's not too bad uh hbk austin connection is just so average in general weird yeah. let's call them the heartbreak rattlesnakes oh going God. forward i think that's what we're gonna dub these brothers so if lod gets that next title shot against the heartbreak rattlesnakes who do you think wins that match oh no yeah because LOD's like a legit tag team awesome and they're age. fucking nuts they're insane right oh yeah, I don't fucking tough know. fucking call, but they got to win the tag team titles first. And LOD's already out here, and they got a match against BP, <laughs> Boston Pizza, and Heartfucker. Heartfucker, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Yeah, Heartfucker. Yeah, why is he Heartfucker? Well, I mean, he is with the hearts. True, and he's married to a heart. That's true. So he's a Heartfucker. You know what? <laughs> That nickname is quite accurate and apt, I must say, dude. Heartfucker. That's pretty good, actually. You know what? I guess that would make British Bulldog a heartfucker, too. Because he fucked Diana Hart. (laughs) Oh, God. So, uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart's daughter. So, he married one of the Hart family ladies. Mm -hmm. And they had a daughter named Natalia Neidhart. And now she is a wrestler. She's been a wrestler for a long time as well, too. Mm. So she's a part of that Hart family dynasty. Uh, But and she also was in a group with um, British Bulldog's son. Mm. Later on, they're all in a tag team in a group together. Uh, So it just keeps going on. The Hart dynasty, they were called, as opposed to the Hart Foundation. But after all this, so if British Bulldog and Jim Neidhart are heart fuckers. What would make that British Bulldog Jr. and Natalia Neidhart? What would that make them? Heart offspring? (laughs) (laughs) The heart offspring? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Yeah, that's a weird one. Either way, LOD is in here with BP and HF, heart fucker. Uh, <laughs> funnily enough, this is Brian Pillman's first ever match on Monday Night Raw. Weird Maybe. enough. So Maybe. it's his He's debut. been around for a bit and it's like, yeah, well, he got crippled by Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Austin last year and he was out for a long time. Now he's finally back in ring shape and ready to get in there. And uh, you, you just love Hawk and his good old crotch grab. Of oh, yeah, he Brian loves the Bowman. crotch grabs. Yeah, I mean, most guys love the crotch grab and putting the crotch in the face for power bombs and yeah. all that shit. Yeah, they really do love it. We love it, dude. <laughs> we absolutely love it. Uh, of course, what else is going to happen in this match? Legion and Doom are going to put one of the guys up for the Doomsday device. And that shit ain't going to happen. The fucking Heart Foundation is going to interfere. We're going to have a four-on-two fucking attack, just like we always do in every, every single time. Heart Foundation match. So when you're in a stable like the HF or the NOD, you got buddies to call on to interfere in every single fucking match. I think this is why I don't like these, like... Factions. Yeah. Factions, because stables, regimes, groups. Whatever. Yes. They interfere. But that's and... the thing is that we've only been introduced to two of these factions and they're both heel factions. What do we have a face, a baby face faction? Will they do the same thing? I don't know. And if they did, would they get cheered for it? Eventually, we'll start introducing some baby face factions. Interesting. Yeah. Mainly factions are for the most part, heel, because a heel tendency is to have a bunch of guys gang up on somebody and beat the shit out of them. So of you, more often than not, a fact is like a bully. Be, exactly. They're bullies. Yeah, they're a group of thugs that fucking beat up on the poor, useless, and fucking uh, loners, basically. And because they think they're elite. Exactly. The elite. The Fuck the off. Elite. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> got my drumstick ready but for the most part factions i'd say probably 85 percent of the time are heel factions mm. for the most part but you do get some baby face factions every once in a while too mm. and uh maybe we might have some gang rules in 1997 austin and hbk sorry the heartbreak rattlesnakes oh my god <laughs> this is before they even called stone cold steve austin the texas rattlesnake that would be his nickname later years but uh, mm. at this point, they weren't calling him that yet. So I, w- I can't wait until they actually start calling him the rattlesnake or the Texas rattlesnake. And it kind of makes sense that these are the Texas rattlesnakes or the heartbreak rattlesnakes because they are from Texas. But they're mm. both in to help out. Shawn Michaels, though, goes for the baseball slide on Heartfucker and he misses and nails his partner, SCSA. And they get into a, the middle of a fucking <laughs> <laughs> barnyard fight here between the two members of the Heartbreak Rattlesnakes. And they're fucking going at it. Another Donnie Brook. How much do these guys have to fight before they have to coexist in this match later on? Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they're both so hot-headed that they might have always have a hard time coexisting. Yeah. Um, But I think they'll, like, it'll get to the point where them being so hot-headed and stuff is just so funny. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, they just get into shit Basically. and it's like, yeah. 
it's like the odd couple, right? Yeah. You know, but they're kind of perfect for it. And on their own, they're both great single superstars. Mm-hmm. They could just put it together for a 20-minute match. They could like, win just these chill, fucking, guys. Yeah, <laughs> chill for 20 minutes. It. And you can win these fucking titles, dude. XP85 triple shot. Wetter's better. Mm. Super soaker. Nice. This bitch. It's fucking Sunny's search and soak mission. And every time I'm searching her up on the internet, I'm getting soaked, brother. Ew! Don't you... <laughs> no. <laughs> this time she's soaking fucking honky-tonk, man. So, actually, respect to Sunny here. One week she soaks Jim Cornette. The next week she so- soaks honky-tonk, man. Oh, I bet she'd love to soak him. I'm sure she would. <laughs> <laughs> that's later year sunny dude <laughs> uh, i think it's current day sunny yeah probably uh paul bearer hey he doesn't have the full mummification going on now did you notice his bandage it's the tape was calling off. like <laughs> falling apart it's falling off yes. yeah yeah well i mean to be fair it's been a month and a half since he's been burned you'd up. think though after a month and a half you wouldn't still have a blood stain on it yeah it looks more like a scar than anything though but like on underneath it would be more of a scar maybe a little bit like who knows maybe he re-aggravated somehow picked it picked it like you would oh. <laughs> you picker you american, i'm fixing you american picker i'm fixing the dirty rotten american pickers but well, yeah cutless hyenas Honestly, I think they just took like a marker. Who knows? <laughs> Something like, made well, it they, look. Well, more they didn't s- use markers. They probably used like a legit like makeup thing going Maybe. on because they Something. have makeup backstage. Uh, but he's got he's got the secret Undertaker. He keeps tapping at his watch. watch. And I'm like, fuck seven off with your watch. Set, seven sunsets, Undertaker. I'll let you have seven sunsets. And here we go. It's after the seven sunset. The time is up, Undertaker. Your secret is in the safety deposit box with my lawyer. You keep saying that his voice and stuff, it, it's he's not as shrill. He's still fucking shrill as fuck. But you see the difference, though, in his character now. He's got red hair. He, he's not a white piece of dog shit anymore. He's just a regular and piece of dog shit. And his old voice was even crazy crazier high than what it is at this current point. I really don't notice the difference, though. If you had the side-by-side, if you heard both, you'd be, oh, okay, yeah. I don't want to, because he makes my ears hurt. (laughs) Fair enough. But no, this is much better on the the ear deficiencies uh, that uh, it's not nearly as bad as he used to be, but it's Paul Barry. It's fucking awesome. Uh, Got the next match here. We got uh, another stable. We are the nation of domination. Nation of domination. Be careful there, brother. Be careful about what? You. Oh. <laughs> I'm too quick for you. Oh. Well, we are the nation loving in color. Don't diss the man. Hey, hey, don't diss your husband, but don't diss D'Lo fucking Brown, dude. Oh, I got the drumstick now, brother. I can just go find another four. 
Yeah, that's true. I got him laying <laughs> everywhere. But uh, don't disrespect D'Lo Brown. Oh, bum rush your mother. The debut match of fucking D'Lo Brown. And you better recognize fucking D'Lo Brown because he is the newest. Maybe not the newest. He's been there the whole time. But this is the first match. That's on you, brother. <laughs> that's not on me. You're the one. You were going to abuse me with the drumstick. So I just had to take away your weapon I of destruction. I wasn't abuse you. I was threatening <laughs> the weapon of destruction that you threw in my face is now in my possession but salute for fucking d-lo brown in this next this is match my salute for the nation <laughs> stone cold salute <laughs> d-lo brown's debut fucking match i'm so excited here he's so awesome now he's not chest protector you better recognize headwag fucking d'lo brown but he is d'lo brown he's in the nation i just called him the suit nation bitch the suit nation bitch no longer in a suit he's in fucking tights now man oh yeah he's in a singlet and he's up against Jesus fuck. It's fucking Sparky Plug. Spark Plug Bob Holly and still his NASCAR gimmick for some reason years later. And he's got a match with the debuting fucking D'Lo Brown. And I just fucking cream myself all match long because fucking D'Lo Brown, dude. He's one of my most underrated favorite wrestlers of the Attitude Era. And this is his first match. I forgot that he joined the nation like this early. He was always part of the nation. But now he's like an actually a real fucking wrestler in the stable, which is super awesome. Although Farouk was on commentary for this whole match. Oh, he pissed me off so much. <laughs> and he just had to go on about how there is no black world champions, plays a race card all night Constantly. Long. It's like, bro. Yeah. We fucking get it. Just shut up. You know what? Some of you are saying is true. Yes, but it's probably not the reason why there's been no black well, world champions. It's the thing is, is he just thinks he's so important. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's not at all. It's just his attitude towards everything. Exactly. That's what's frustrating to me. If he was more like chill, like when Ahmed's like, yeah, you're right. There's never been a black world champion. But I'm going to change that. I'm going to be the first one. I want to be the first, and he's got a good attitude about it. And I'm like, you fucking go, Thonginator. You go. You go. Right. Get that belt. Have that thong. Let's right. go. I'm all for it. Yeah. That belt will kind of cover up the thong a little bit. It sits above, you yeah. know, on the waist. But I don't know, though. It's a pretty big belt, so it would cover, like, most of it. No. No, no. No, no. He got enough booty to hold that belt up. I don't know if you're going to have to worry about him having any belts anytime soon, but fucking uh, D'Lo, fucking pre-awesome. You better recognize fucking D'Lo Brown. And he even wins with the sky high before he was ever calling it the sky high. And he beats fucking Bob Holly here with that very same move. Can't wait till he comes off the top rope with the lowdown. Undertaker, <laughs> he has a promo but we don't realize he does because the mic's not fucking turned on. 
<laughs> oh my god why do they fail these wrestlers so often with this it happens man technical difficulties you're think about this okay you're running a live show in front of twenty thousand people you're doing this all on the spot live shit happens sometimes yeah you're, I guess you're, so. you're recording it for it to be live this is as it happens they're not pre-recording the show some episodes are pre-recorded but they got to a point where Monday Night Raw was live every single week. So, mm. you know, shit happens. You can't mm. edit it out because it's live. So, you know, it's not going to be perfect all the time. Mistakes happen. And sometimes they just don't have the mic properly working. It just happens mm. sometimes. One Tree Hill, for the most part, can be perfect for how they do it. Yeah, there's a lot but of there is a lot of where things. you can see like the camera people, camera people shit, in the background, right? and that's an edited show. So that means they didn't even realize that it was in there and didn't there's edit it out. There's a lot of mistakes. Just wait. But that's the thing. Raw's War. That's unedited live television mm-hmm. on the spot. And that's more obvious mistakes where the One Tree Hill stuff, like I've watched this show so many times and there's like literally Facebook groups and people are like, did you ever notice this? And it's like, I have never noticed that ever. And I've watched this like a billion times. Very subtle. I mean, the Simpsons had a lot of that shit too over the years. It's kind of hilarious. There'd be one scene where Marge is wearing a necklace and it's white, but then they show the next camera angle and it's like, it's red, (laughs) you know, just little things like that. Animation. They didn't realize they did it. Shit happens. Right. And you know, no one's perfect. Shit happens. Just the way it is sometimes. Right. But on a live fucking show. And that's on a fucking animated show. Yeah, exactly. The fuck, bro. Yep. Happens, dude. Sweet is, but yeah, eventually he gets this fucking promo out when the mic finally turns back on when Vince lets us know that we're having some testicle difficulties here, and <laughs> the looks I give him when he says all this random ass shit, just we're gonna have to do video of this one day. You know that <laughs> we're gonna have to do video, like record vod- us, like vodcast. Like, put on YouTube. Yeah. The oh, YouTubes. Totally. The YouTubes, man. It's going to be a vodcast after a vodcast. podcast. Yeah. Wow. A video on demand cast. A vodcast. That means there's no pausing for shit. You just got to go straight through. No. You can still pause it and then you just edit it and post. Oh. Same thing. Same as audio editing. It's just video <laughs> editing, dude. That's all it is. There's so much extra. Yeah, that's a lot more work, dude. But yeah. it'd be definitely worth it. It'd be super fun. But then that means we have to be more animated, dude, which I'm already there. You got to get more animated, dude. I wave drumsticks at you. Yeah. <laughs> I finger you. <laughs> and that's what you have to do that's in the podcast. That's right. But yes. I wow. give you the finger. That's right. Wow. Okay. Well, we have one hour until this decision that The Undertaker has to make about the secret, but we have no time left before Jerry the King Lawler. Fucking pervy king. With this fucking absolute scather and says words that we can't even replicate on this podcast. He calls Goldust every name under the sun, including the F word and not fuck brother. He calls him a flaming F-word in this promo. Mm-hmm. This is what in the 1997 is going on in this promo I right was now. like, are you 
effing kidding me? Like, there's no way I'm ever going to like this guy after the this. The pure vitriol of this fucking guy in this promo is like, unreal. What the fuck? And then he starts going on about his daughter, Dakota. He's like, oh, what did you name that little brat, Dakota? Well, you should have named her Target because I heard everybody had a shot at her. Whoa, dude. I, She's yeah. like three, dude. I would have murdered. What the fuck? She's three. I would have murdered. If someone said that <laughs> shit about Flynn, I would fucking murder. I'd be out shit, for blood. Dude. There would be a murder mystery and makeup <laughs> episode based on that murder. They understand. He's just trying to get heat here, dude. I know, but murder. <laughs> you know what? You know, I'm, I'm. You're pretty right about these chairs. Like, you know, the cushions on them—they're not the greatest. They're pretty hard. Like, I we know, definitely need new chairs. You know, what we need to hurts. do. You know, what we need to do. We need to pay fifty nine ninety nine plus eleven dollars shipping and get the nineteen ninety seven King of the Ring oh, inflatable no. chairs. <laughs> and we could sit on those. At least our asses would be a lot more comfy on this. How many times did they hawk this fucking thing in this episode? So many times. <laughs> yeah, get your fucking King of the Ring inflatable chair with the date with the place with the fucking arena everything on it it's blue it has the logos it's amazing you need it $11 shipping I don't need it <laughs> I wish I had it back in the day it would be pretty cool I used to have an inflatable chair yeah me too they're not that great yeah if you like leaned back too far it would tip over I had to have it against a wall <laughs> Cause I had I had a friend over once. He was sitting in it and he flipped over on it. Yeah. I mean, it it's really pretty funny. low. To At the least ground. it wasn't me. It's pretty low to the ground here, though. Yeah. Uh, so because we have these inflatable chairs, we need to sit on them while we're watching this King of the Ring quarterfinal matchup between Jerry the King Lawler and Gold Dust. Golden Chicken McNugget. Gold Dust makes me want chicken nuggets. And like King says, his father, Old Dust, doesn't love him anymore. <laughs> holy fuck now, this guy you just fucking went off on this promo about how much you hate king but are you surprised here in evansville indiana that the crowd is going fucking nuts for jerry the king lawler Ugh, i was booing. like so pissed at everyone they're booing gold dust and they're cheering the king what the fuck is going on here? It's because he's an announcer. No, it's because we're in Evansville, Indiana, meaning Jerry the King Lawler has been a staple of the USWA, the U.S. Wrestling Alliance or Association, or whatever the fuck it is. No one cares. But anyways, he is basically kind of the top star, the owner, everything of that company. So basically, he's been coming to Evansville, Indiana for like every week for the last 10, 20 fucking years. So everyone knows him. Everybody loves him. Everybody appreciates him. Now he's on Raw. Same character. They love him still. That's why they're cheering for him. Ick. He's a staple in this town. Ick. <laughs> and only that, he fucking wins, dude. I was so upset. I was like, we can just end this. <laughs> People in the crowd have Lawler for president. Sons, Ew, dude. no. <laughs> he has his Get fucking... Get your fucking priorities straight here, peeps. Yeah, but they love him. And he gets <sighs> his feet on the ropes. He rolls them up for the one, two, three... King moves on to the semifinals at the pay-per-view and he'll face an opponent yet to be determined at King of the Ring pay-per-view. But then Goldust gets his one up. He punches him and then he starts rolling down the ramp. 
all the way down. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and then Marlena steps right over him, right with on him. high heels with on. With the six-inch heels on, too. It, well, they weren't six-inch. I've, I've worn six-inch heels before. Fucking hurt, though. That was probably like four inches. Four inch heels. Yeah. Whatever. Either way, she stepped the fuck on him. <laughs> was just I used hilarious. to wear six inch heels uh, when I lived in Harrison. Why? Because I didn't have really any space to keep a step stool. And I needed to cut reach the top shelves in my cupboards in my kitchen <laughs> so i would just put on a pair of six inch heels and i would cook in six inch heels wow you didn't have a room for like one of those little steps so it was like that big dude no i didn't have the storage space for it the thing was it was a furnished apartment and I kind of stashed some of the stuff that was there in the storage closets I had mm-hmm. so that I could put my own Your stuff own shit, there. Yeah. Right. Like they had a fucking giant ass TV that was like the size of this fucking kitchen table, just like it in itself. It wasn't like a flat screen. It was a tube TV. And I bought a flat screen and I just got that put in my bedroom closet so that I could fucking, I, cause I had two bedroom closets, like big, big bedroom closets too. Two of them. Weird. Well, we're backstage here with Stoutco, Steve Austin. And right before he can even get a single word out, it's a fucking trap. Three on one attack by the Heart Foundation. Fuckers. And then they attack HBK after in his locker room too. And then Austin, uh, sorry, the heartbreak rattlesnakes start going at it again. Oh, no, they start losing it on each other. Because Where they don't... were you? I needed my backup. Yeah. Where were you? I needed my backup. Yeah, you're supposed to be watching my fucking back here. Yeah. I was getting my ass kicked for the Heart Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next match, we head into another wonderful jobber entrance for Flash Funk. And we find out, not on the show, but I find out myself by listening to another podcast, that the Funkettes... The hoes for Pimp Daddy are no longer, dude. They are fired. They're done with the company. What do you think they did to force their exit out of the company? I think honestly, honestly, I think they were like, well, we now have China and we need to pay her. And these bitches don't do anything don't do fun. Like, they do nothing <laughs> yeah. except dance. So let's let their contract run out. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Fair enough. I'd rather have China on the roster. Wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. Because, you know, Pimp Daddy and the hose. Like, get rid of Pimp Daddy, too. So now it's just Pimp Daddy, no hose. <sighs> Fuck, get rid of him, too. <laughs> Good. Who knows? Maybe down the road. And he's got a match here with... Poor, poor pebble week after week match after match he keeps falling down the card keeps getting his ass kicked every week man this guy needs a change dude he is just not it unfortunately yeah i mean he wins this match yeah but the entire match they're focusing on the headbangers outside with their boom box and their fucking inflatable king of the ring chairs at ringside causing havoc they pay more attention to them than they do actually on this match <laughs> so you know how far down you are in the card when you're facing a job or entrance flash funk and they put more camera time on the headbangers who are on the outside hawking inflatable chairs than they are on your actual match. Well, and then don't they decide at the end to like, they kind of like 
seem to be in cahoots a little bit after the match. Yeah, so headbangers kind of make their presence known. And they nail Flash Funk with a boombox. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> now, this boombox. Did you have a boombox like this back in the day? One of those big fucking black fuckers that had the handle on there, had like the CD player and the cassette player and a radio on there, had the big wire, the antenna coming out of it. You never had one of those? No, I had a smaller silver CD player. Okay. Um, it had to be plugged in. Yep. And... Uh, yeah, I liked that. And then I got one of the big ones that has the two separate speakers. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, with the five too, disc yeah. changers. Yeah, I had that too. Yeah. Um, I had so, a Panasonic. Yeah, but, mine was uh, a Panasonic too. I had a, uh, I can't remember the brand. It might have been Sony actually. I had one of these boom boxes just like this. But it had a CD player and it had a cassette player. You could also um, record off the radio onto cassette yeah. on it. But it could be plugged in. But guess what batteries and how many batteries it took to run this were thing. Were they like C batteries and there were like four of them? D batteries. Shit. So like the big fucking honkers. The like square ones. Big boys. Did you know and you to needed... see if there was any charge on those? You licked them. Stick it on your tongue. Yeah. yeah. The connectors, it'll shock you a little bit. So a little zap. I had an actual battery tester when I was a kid. Uh, when I did, um, back when it was toes music, I did like a work experience thing there and my uncle was the manager and Brad was working there and the assholes were like, Hey Aaron, we need you to test these batteries, stick them on your tongue. And I did it because it was work experience and I didn't want to get in shit. Wow. <laughs> Family will never steer you wrong, brother. Uh, no, my boombox, there were D cell batteries and I needed eight of them. Fuck's sake. Eight D cell batteries to run this fucking eight? thing. Eight? Eight. Four in each uh, compartment. Unbelievable. That's hey? insane. Eight D cell batteries. The big. How's fucking, that legal? <laughs> I know. 1998 brother <laughs> but yes uh they nail him with the boom box with the eight d cell batteries in it mm -hmm. oh shit dude and then rocky wins with the cross body off the top rope and then headbangers roll in and they start attacking and it looks like maybe flash funk and rocky mayavia might have a little bit of a tag team going on here as well yeah even though they just versed each other what will we call this tag team Oh boy, Chad GPT, what do you got for us? We got the Funky Rockers, the Flashy Rocks, the Rock and Funk Connection, the Funky Force, and the Rock and Flash. But I think I have to go with Aaron's idea of Pimp Daddy Pebbles. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it just works with like the names that we've come up for them. Pimp Daddy Pebbles it is. Mankind Vignette Part two is coming up later but first we've got some absolute fucking gold for mankind here okay oh my god because he played lacrosse and he didn't wear a jock and so he got the lacrosse ball thrown against his balls a few times and he had to be taken off in an ambulance that, okay so we have a lacrosse ball at our house yeah, flynn that loves flynn it. is obsessed with and he They're plays fucking with hard it. as shit though. it's heavy yeah dude 
Definitely. Lacrosse balls are not to be fucked with. Those are gigantic, hard fucking things. But gigantic hard balls. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> and fucking Mick Foley's balls exploded because the lacrosse ball hit it at full force. So once he got back to high school, it was the size after, of a grapefruit. It was he went si- back the next day. <laughs> yeah. They said he'd be gone for a few weeks and he got back the next day. And he said it was the size of a grapefruit. And it was the first time in high school that any girl ever looked at his genital region. <laughs> that was the most <laughs> hilarious thing. Holy fuck. Dude, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, you want to say what you want about the deranged, crazy mankind? The guy there, who smells like he doesn't wipe his butt properly. The guy who looks like he's just a literal loaf of shit with all the brown he wears. But they're actually adding layers to his character now. He's funny. He has stories. He has a family. He was bullied they in show, high school. They show all his pictures from yeah. when he was growing up. Yeah. And the last one the show they show the from when one. he was in high school, he was hot, man. Yeah, dude, he's a good What dude. happened? I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, stopped bathing, I guess. He's, I don't know. He lost an ear. Yeah, he that wasn't until 1994 though, dude. That's only 3 years before this he lost the ear. So, you know, but eventually we'll get into it later, but yeah, no, they're actually adding these layers and making him a likable and sympathetic character. Hmm. And it's very interesting the road he goes down from here because he's actually going to start turning into a fan favorite. People are going to start cheering for this guy because they see the actual man behind the mask. And I love the road that they're going down with him because it's going to change his career forever going forward. It's pretty cool. Weird. You think you see one thing with him and then they completely turn it around on you. And we give mankind a personality besides crazy boiler room deranged fuck. It's pretty cool. We got a promo for fucking uh, Fighters Mega Mix on Sega Saturn. I never played Fighters Mega Mix on Sega Saturn, but I did play Virtual Fighter on Sega Saturn, the goaded Sega Saturn game. Bret Hart, yet another Lion King promo backstage. <laughs> doesn't mention hyenas this time, but he does mention how I'm the lion ripping into the antelope, Shawn Michaels, the boy toy. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> fuck's sake. He's, he's too much, man. Just just stop watching Lion King. There's other movies out there, dude. There is. It's okay, dude. I get it. There is other movies. <laughs> Around this time, Jake was obsessed with the fucking Toy, Toy Story. Story. I mean, who wasn't obsessed with Toy Story? I'd come time? home from school. School was down the road. I'd come home from school every single day, and Toy Story would be start, like, it would be at the exact same spot every day when I got home. And mom would give us peanut butter and jam on crackers for a snack. It's so good. When she gave you that, did you say to her, you got a friend? No, but when uh, Kennedy was like, oh, I need a song like for the mother. She's like, I need a song for the mother son dance. And that's the song I suggested. Remember (laughs) they played that at the wedding and they had to dance to that. Yeah. It was a really sweet moment. Toy Story song of all songs. Yeah. It's a movie bad Toy Story. Okay. <laughs> Next match, we got fucking the man they call fucking Vader. Not so Darth. Up against the fucking Thonginator, dude. It's the Thonginator, man. He's up against fucking Vader with Ken Shamrock on commentary, which Shamrock doesn't really say much of fuck all in this entire match. I mean, sometimes he says shit and I'm like, why are you talking? Yeah, but this time he didn't really say much at all. He was just kind of there. 
Uh, Ahmed is so fucking glistening. He looks like Britney Spears in the toxic music video. Oh, but- so now we're saying he looks like Britney, not Kim? Oh, yeah. No, he's so glistening that he looks like Britney. You know the toxic video where she had like oh, the yeah, fucking no, jumpsuit dress with the fucking sequins and diamonds? That's how fuck glistening he is in this match, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking big meaty men slapping meat right here, dude. It's oh fucking God, Ahmed and Vader, dude. Fucking slapping meat. That's what we want. We want Big E versus Goldberg. We want fucking Vader and Ahmed Johnson. Big meaty men slapping meat right here on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Ew. podcast. But Ahmed doesn't even pull out the PRP in the one, two, three. He doesn't need the Pearl River Plunge here. He's got the fucking spine buster. He wins in a couple minutes. Clean. Yeah. He beats Vader like nobody's business. Holy shit, dude. And if you want to find out how Vader feels about this match, you can call 1-900-WWF-LINE, <laughs> the superstar line, and you can pay $2.49 a minute wow. in Canada. $1.49 in America. Ask for your parents' permission if you're under 18 years old. Triple H has a match here against... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Rockabilly. Ew. And... Who benches 320 pounds and deadlifts 400? China. 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 People think I don't like China. I love China. 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 Is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league. China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. 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 Big league fucking china here and she benches 320 deadlifts 400 and dumps honky tonk man like nobody's fucking business <laughs> holy shit i love how honky tonk man gets his ass kicked like every week now. it's great that's pretty great before he was just on commentary and just annoying the shit out of us now oh, he just he comes out so annoying. and he gets body slammed by china and he gets fucking hit with the guitar by gold dust and then he gets knocked out by stone cold and he gets fucking his heirloom or heirloom guitar is broken and yeah he just straight up sucks and rockabilly does too and triple h wins pretty handily with the pedigree not mm-hmm. really much going on there but then we get sable come out because mark merrill's injured and he's not on tv for a while so we need to get fucking titty sable out and sable tits out so what do we do she needs to hawk the fucking titty sable out and sable tits out yeah Wow. That's what we need. We need Titty Sable and Sable's tits. That's what we need. So we get her out here, tits out, and fucking let's hawk the King of the Ring chair for the fourth fucking time on the show. Tell people fifty nine ninety nine plus eleven dollars shipping and handling. Wow. Now we get to the aforementioned Mankind Part Two fucking vignette interview with good old Jr. Where he tells us that as an eighteen year old kid, he hitchhiked to madison Hmm. circle circle garden in new york took him 16 17 hours to hitchhike he stuck out his thumb all the way and he got to msg as an 18 year old and he saw his fucking hero jimmy superfly snooker who was on our survivor series 96 episode i don't remember of course you don't my brain is shit, okay? It is. We've talked about this. It is. But he hitchhiked to MSG to see Jimmy Superfly Snooker jump off the cage and beat Don the Rock Morocco. And he didn't beat him. He got disqualified. But he did go off the cage and and hit him with big Superfly Splash. Fucking good old young ass 18-year-old Mick Foley was in the crowd watching it all happen after hitchhiking for 18 hours to get there. 
from Long Island. He was also 18 years old when he made a pro wrestling movie with his video camera and his friends at that age where he dubbed himself Dude Love and he had a heart (laughs) painted on his chest and he was the guy who wanted all the girls. And when he finally got to the WWF, he talked to Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels kind of blew him off a little bit and Mankind wanted to say how much he idolized HBK and said, I wanted to be you. And he's like, what? You wanted to be a heartbreak head Shawn Michaels? And he's like, no, I wanted the girls. I wanted all the guys to love me. I wanted this. I wanted the stature of what you are. And look at mankind. You think he's a sex symbol? <laughs> definitely not. Definitely Maybe not. that high school picture. But... Maybe the high school picture, but definitely not, even though he idolized Stunka and HBK. But then we see off of the fucking roof of his friend's house, <laughs> the jump heard around the world. He fucking jumped off a fucking house into a bunch of cardboard boxes and mattresses. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty crazy jump, too. Like, that was a long wild. way to go, dude. Like, it was nuts. And that shows you how insane he is and how the lengths he'll go to entertain people. Mm-hmm. So we see in another part, we still attempt to humanize mankind on television. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool the way they're going with this character, and I absolutely love it. Finally, we're here. Owen. Bulldog, HBK, Stone you mean Cold, Tassel Boots, and Cutie Patootie, Sorry. and and the Heartbreak Prom rattle- King, <laughs> the Heartbreak Rattlesnakes, <laughs> Prom King, and just don't call Steve just Austin. don't call Steve Austin because <laughs> that's he's the guy. <laughs> he, he, you just call him by his actual name. I forget. I keep forgetting that in 1997, back when before basically Austin just turned into a straight brawler, that man, this guy could fucking move in the ring. He's so good. Heart Foundation, though, of course, they're creeping around. They're kind of creeping into the ring here, but a hell of a hot match. I really enjoyed watching this match. It was fast. It was fluid. Mm-hmm. Four guys in the ring who could fucking work their asses off. And I was very surprised to see... Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels actually work together. They were coexisting. They were actually teaming up. They were tagging each other in. They weren't ignoring each other. Yeah, they fought a really good match. They did really well. They were great in the ring together. (laughs) Until the end of it when they're like, fuck you. Yeah, basically, they started getting (laughs) at each other's throats again. But, okay, so we get the hot tag, or we got the supposed hot tag to Austin after Sean's been in there isolated for a little while, because that's what Owen Bulldog do. They isolate the Mm -hmm. weaker partner. So they do that. Austin gets the tag, but of course, Earl Hebner doesn't fucking see it. (laughs) So we wait, and we wait, and finally... Finally, Austin gets that tag. He's in there, house of fucking fire, taking out everybody, beating the shit out of everyone, stomping mud holes and walking them dry. And then we got some shit with Owen and Bulldog and some distraction with the referees. And out of nowhere, Bulldog's in the ring. Sweet chain music. Shawn Michaels finisher. He goes down. Austin gets the cover. One, two, and the three new World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, the Heartbreak Rattlesnakes, Shawn Michaels, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. After almost a damn year of Owen and Bulldog holding these straps, and finally we have new fucking tag team champions. Do you think Austin and Shawn Michaels will win this match? Oh, I, I had a feeling. Just the I way was they like, were building it. Just the way they were building it, but also... 
Like, tassel boots and QP3 have had it for way too long at this point. Like, it had been so long. And they kept hinting that they were going to lose it. And every time it was like they were about to, they would get counted out so that, you know. It saved their titles. It would save it. So, it just, the writing was on the wall. And I kind of had a feeling like Stone Cold and uh, Prong King... They fight such wild fights. Oh, yeah. That I was like, these guys are going to, like, they're just going to go in and kick ass. Yeah. And maybe they, yeah, it was like, the question was, would they be able to work together enough to do it? And it was like, I feel like in a, like, yes, when they're talking and shit, like, they're just always at each other's throats. But I feel like once they're actually in the situation... They could work they do together. It. Yeah, they do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Hilariously enough, after they win the match, Austin gets <laughs> kicked by Owen, gets thrown outside. Four-on-one beatdown of fucking Shawn Michaels. Austin grabs the title belt. And just walks and away. And just walks away. But, but then, then, yes. He sees Bret Hart at the top of the ramp. Uh, Unattended to Bret Hart at the top of the ramp. Yeah. And he makes a beeline for him, tackles him, and goes after the knee again. Yeah. Dude, he starts and here's fucking the wrecking the knee. So I was like... Holy shit, because the whole time that Brett's been like, oh, at King of the Ring, I'm back and I'm going to beat your ass in 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes, minutes, whatever, to Prom King. I'm like, you you have a bum knee. Apparently, Shawn Michaels had a bum knee too, but it doesn't look like that right now. Um, He's moving around pretty fucking good for someone with a bum knee. Um, And... I mean, I know people who have had knee surgery, and it takes a little while for sure to get back to where you were. Um, I had a feeling. I was like, there's no fucking way this guy's going to just win it. So now Stone Cold goes after the knee. Gets the knee again. And it's like, fuck (laughs) yes. So are we getting this match with Brett and Shawn Michaels at King of the Ring? I doubt it. with With the state of Brett's knee. I think it's going to be a postponed event. Another postponed Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart match yet again. But But in a way, so I thought about this. In a way, it's like Stone Cold was helping Prom King in that moment because it's like he knows that that's going to be something that's happening. And he's like, I'm just going to fuck with his knee again. (laughs) <laughs> Again, and make it so it's not going to happen. So who do you think who fights each other at King of the Ring? I have no idea. Who do they defend the titles against? I don't know. It's interesting. So now they'll have LOD next week on Raw in a tag title match. Because they said that's who they defend yeah. against if they win. So next week we get LOD versus Heartbreak Rattlesnakes. Uh, shit. Yeah. Okay. How long do they hold on these titles? Only a week? Can they stay together long enough so they can defend the titles, let alone win them? Mm, They're still at each other's throats because they get backstage after the match and Austin's like, I want it all by myself. Yeah, fuck. (laughs) And and HBK's like, you see that sweet chin music that I nailed British Bulldog with to win the fucking match? He's like, I got the cover. So, I want it. Even in victory, the heartbreak rattlesnakes are still at odds. But after all of this... We get the secret. Oh, yes, Undertaker, the secret, Mm. the secret. There wasn't two graves back then, Undertaker. There was three, 
three graves, not just his mom's grave, not just his dad's grave, but a third Interesting. grave. Why would there be a third? Why would there be a third? For Undertaker? For Paul Bear? <laughs> That'd be great. Paul Bear was the Paul Bear at that funeral. <laughs> he was the funeral director, actually. And once he starts going off about this, the second he says three graves, Undertaker's music hits. And here's the thing. Undertaker's music hits, the lights go off. They didn't even have time to get the lights off because Undertaker was there so fucking fast. I've never seen him move. Like, other than when he's wrestling, I've never seen him move that quickly. This is the fastest entrance Holy in Undertaker fuck. history. Now, me and my wrestling buddies, we all kind of make and poke fun at how long the Undertaker's entrances are, and we like to time them, see how long it actually takes them to get to the ring and actually before the ring bells, and usually it's in the three to four minute range. This was in the three to four second range. <laughs> like he Shortest on history. It, booked it to the ring, and Taker made a beeline for Paul Bear because he was talking about this third But then grade. he fucking kneels to him. Undertaker says... He hopes his loved ones will forgive him for what he has to do. And then he takes his hand and he chokes Paul Bear. But Paul Bear's like, don't you dare. Don't you fucking do it. Because I'll tell your secret. Who's that third grave? Who does that belong to? This is weird. I don't know if I like it. It was his mom's grave. It was his dad's grave. Third grave belongs to maybe another family member. Does he have siblings? Is it a sibling? Could be. Could be. You're not going to tell me even if I guess, so. No, I won't. <laughs> Fuck you. But Undertaker says, my loved ones, I hope they will forgive me for what I have to do. And he gets down on one knee. Ugh. He puts the hand out. Undertaker pose to Paul Bear. And Jim Ross on commentary is losing. Oh, no! No, Undertaker! Damn it! No! Don't do it. And we fade to black. Fuck. Dude. Undertaker's back together with Paul Bear. Mm. Face Undertaker has realigned with heel Paul Bear. How's that gonna work? Blackmail, dude. That's the thing. Undertaker doesn't want the secret to get out. So now he has to do Paul Bear's bidding and he has to listen to everything he says. Fuck. Yep. So what does this mean? I don't know. I don't know if I like that part now. I know. Oh boy. What (laughs) did you think of this episode? It was a pretty good episode. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, I'd probably give it a 3.9. Wow, nice. Almost back into the fours again, brother. And we got one more Monday Night Raw before we hit up the king of the ring. And we find out. Yeah, there's no fucking way what's his nuts is wrestling in that. Brett? Yeah. Not after what Stone Cold did to him. Yeah, there's no fucking way. He was off crutches. He'll be going right back to crutches. And he was like standing very gingerly on it. He He wasn't putting any weight weight on on it. So, yeah, it's uh, that's a big, that's a big nope. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, not great. And I guess we'll find out next week what they're going to actually do for King of the Ring. They're going to have the two semifinal matchups and the final matchup at King of the Ring. We're going to have Farouk and Undertaker for the world title. And we're going to have a couple other matches as well. 
Huh. We fade to black. Enjoyed both of these episodes quite thoroughly, I must mm-hmm. say. A lot of crazy shit's going down in both shows. The drama is high. The tension is nigh. And Treehill Wrestling Federation podcasts is on Instagram and TikTok at TreehillWF.podcast, Johnner's Podcast Network, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wow. You're stealing my Pandora, portion. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Stitcher is no longer. Deezer. Deezer. And you're supposed to say what to me? No. It's stone, That's not my way. It's stone cold, dude. You're not going to do the stone cold thing? What it's the hell's not, wrong with not, you, dude? It's not me. Well, what's also not you is what I'm about to say is that I love each and every one of you. I hope you like, subscribe, comment, view everything we have. We love you all, and I say bye, bitch. No! I say bye, bitch. I say bye, bitch. I say bye, bitch. You bid adieu now. I say bye, bitch. I say bye, bitch. You're looking at the real deal now. Gonna kick this sorry ass out on the street. What you gonna do?